Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. I want to say hi to my two producers, Benny and Jacob. Hi to both of you this morning. Howdy, Pat. This amazing morning. Yes. Um, Look, um, we have a great team here, and there's a reason we have a great team here. Uh, We are not only doing talk, whether it's live streaming video or podcasting, but we've been doing it a long time. And people always ask, like, how'd you get started? Like, what are you, what are you doing? How did you stay with it so long? Well, that, those are the questions I'm going to ask Mary today. Uh, Mary is joining me here today. Mary Crescenzo is joining me here today. And when I think, or Crescenzo, it depends on how you say it. It depends on what language I'm going to be speaking today, whether it's going to be Portuguese, Italian, or English. But the point Italian. that I make, thank you, Mary. <laughs> we could get into that pronunciation, right? You should see what they do with my last name. Many people don't even know I have a last name. But, you know, here's what I want to say. Those of us that keep saying yes, even when we don't know what the end game is, we go on this journey. That's what happened to Mary. You're going to hear about her journey today. You know, she is one of the top people recognized for the innovation she has done in dementia care. Uh, She is winner of MODS awards, and she is so far in that arena. But there's a reason and a way that she's done this. And she and I were just chit-chatting before the show. Um, Whether you look at somebody like her who has so many things after her name, you know, author, award winner, master teacher, artist, public speaker, right? All of those things are like how she shows up in the world. But underneath that, I don't know if she's going to sing today on the show because she is a jazz singer. I, maybe we could share my experiences at the Blue Note once that was Ooh. in New York. But here she is. And so when you read this, if you don't read carefully, you will miss Alzheimer's dementia you 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 will kind of miss that because she's got so many of these other things but that's what we're here to talk about today not only are we here to talk about her book but we're here to talk about the planet Alzheimer's guide eight ways the arts say it again eight ways the arts can transform the life of your loved one and your own and there's a reason for that many of us have gone down the pathway where we have discovered that art or the arts because there's a lot of the arts, there's a lot of arts in there, are so pivotal. Mary, thank you for joining me today. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm, I'm happy, so happy to be here live with you. 
you know, I know you've won all these awards, but I got to tell you, I have to thank you so much. And thank you personally for what you're doing in this arena, because, you know, those of us that understand or have been touched by dementia or see it in our friends and loved ones, or even see it in the beginning onset where we're afraid to even talk about it or what to do. Um, this is an area that we've been engaged in, especially in the Lyme disease arena. But for you, all of those things you are, I have to know what tapped you in the heart. You know, what struck a chord with you to say, yes, I'm all of this. But boy, my passion is to be of service over here. What was that? Well, um, arts have been my passion in my life since I could speak. Wanted to sing and dance as a two and a half year old and nobody got it. And there was a lot of uh, barriers that came up in my way, but I just kept finding my way. Um, I think there are two seeds for this. And I think the first is that I had a wonderful relationship with my grandfather. And so I got this affinity for older people, what, what they were like and what I could learn, even though I didn't, couldn't articulate that as a child. And then uh, leaving high school, I needed a job between college studying art, and I applied for this arts and crafts teacher at a nursing home. And I just, I was just winging it because I knew what art could do. Uh, and I just had such a wonderful time with these people who probably had, some of them probably had Alzheimer's. So that was the seed back in the late 60s. Uh, but then uh, I did a lot of different things, all the, uh, always involved in the arts professionally. And in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, a fellow arts council member, I was a teaching artist there, had an exhibit, a very small informal exhibit of art done by people with Alzheimer's. And I attended to support him, his work, and I was in awe. I wasn't surprised, though, because I knew what art yeah. could do. Yeah. And I said, you, you've got to train me in this program. And again, it was informal, but he did. And next thing I know, I started expanding it to music, storytelling, dance, movement, um, poetry, because that's what I know. And that's how it, it got started. And I did it in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where this began, and in New York. And I, every day I was, I was in awe, but I was also upset about some of the things I saw in terms of what was happening in these spaces, not in all of these spaces. And I just knew that these people deserve dignity, um, identity, and, and they bloomed with art. So it just started becoming my mission and uh, many years yeah. passed. And then I wanted to tell other people about it. So I wrote the book and then I wrote a play about it that came from another, another impetus of me trying to get my feelings out about what I experienced. So that's the journey so far. Well, I'm, I have to ask the question because there are those of us that have been classified in the scale of learning and IQ and you know, uh, uh, where we are on the spectrum. That's the new term now to describe some of the things I experienced as a child and even as an adult, you know, now there are these groups that we can put ourselves in 
you know, that say she's just not annoyingly tapping on this all the time because she's bad behavior, right? I mean, so a lot of this was your bad behavior, but you really hit on something, you know, whether you are in the realm, and I just want to say it, whether you're in the realm of experience Alzheimer's or your family or loved one, we now know, and thank you for the work you've done in the book, and we're going to talk about it today, is there are ways out. Now, we've seen it. We just haven't put the dots together like you have. I think about this all the time. And I think about how this me crying crazy child for four years, they tell me I just cried. Um, but now I understand why. Uh, but how we related to the arts at a young age, the minute that they put a viola in my hands when I was in junior high school and outstanding, you made it to first first seat in the orchestra at Christopher Columbus High School in the Bronx. Oh, wait a minute. Now, I went to Christopher they, Columbus High School in the Bronx. That's another conversation. <laughs> you did? But then you know the school. Right? I know it very well. Right. It was, it was a wonderful school. Oh, my God. And, you know, when that happens, but you're struggling to pass English or you're struggling to pass literature, right? But you're creative and you do things and yet you're you're not understood. That's where we are, in, I think, in the journey with Alzheimer's. We are not understanding it in a way that can provide a solution that is as ancient as hieroglyphics, right, Mary? Right, and you just made me think of something I've never thought of before. When you're different, then you see other people who are different and you empathize. Yeah. Uh, to be specific, being different, I was left-handed. I had dyslexia, but who knew what the dyslexia was? They didn't know. They didn't. And so there I was in my own wild world. Um, and I think that's part of the seed. That's the third part of the seed, that I knew what it was like to be different. And when I saw other people and even persons with Alzheimer's, et cetera, then I thought, wait a minute, there's a door for them. There's a door that needs to be open. So thank you for making me think of that. Well, and then that's the door we're talking about today, because it's one thing for you and I to understand, um, you know, nuances of this, because we we are different, you know, but we're not less than. See, that's a phrase I learned, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, that different, but not less than. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to understand. You, you know, when you step forward, and, and I want to ask you, I, I want to ask you this question, and then we're going to talk about the book as the show goes on. How did writing the book change you, Mary? Oh, um, it humbled me as to the world around me because I began to meet people, um, not just families, I've met them before and administrators, but I've met other people who were doing similar work, not necessarily with art, but with Alzheimer's and caregiving in, in general. Um, and it just made me assess uh, and, and persuade myself that this can work and it does work. Um, and it also, some of these things that I do also work for anyone with yes. special needs. Absolutely. I mean, as a previous teaching artist, before I got into a formerly Alzheimer's, I was working with people with special needs, people of all economic backgrounds, all, all everything. And some of these same techniques were applied. And the basics, I think the basis for it is non-judgment, fluid, fluid guidance, uh, knowing that you can. 
I, I think if I may say, uh, many of us, when we were children, someone said, a parent, a teacher, um, a peer, oh, you can't sing, you can't do this, you can't do that. And that blocks you. Now, of course, there are people in the world that have special uh, gifts and talents above and beyond, but everyone can be creative. Everyone can express themselves. But if that kind of door shuts then, then it's always been my job to open it up. So I love that you talked about that because now we're going to make a distinction. And this is important in the book that you wrote and also in the treatment of Alzheimer's. You know, look, Benny will tell you, Benny and I have been doing this show for a really long time, 20 years. And despite my lack of holding a tune or a note, I will sing on air. And, 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 you know, I've learned how to get past that, but I had a really interesting stepmom and out of the gate, she had myself and my two sisters sing together. And I'm telling you, like my sister Joyce would look at me and say, just move your lips. And <laughs> I've heard that before. She'd be like, you know, we all had to dress up the same. I don't know what we were doing with that, but that was her way of helping us build confidence, right? of helping us stand up for that. However, when it came to art and music, everybody was shocked. They didn't understand it. So let's talk about the understanding. Okay. Because half of the battle is when you're talking with someone and you say, there are tools you can use. And they look at you and they say, there's no way that's going to help my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. But they do work. And that's really one of the greatest challenges, isn't it? In saying to people, these tools work, right, Mary? What have Absolutely. you come up about that? What Absolutely. have you come up against? Um, first of all, administrations oh, yeah. who didn't have the budget, thought I was a volunteer, not a professional, um, just didn't get it. They didn't think it like the same thing. Oh, this, this is not going to happen. This is not going to work. That's administrations. Uh, family members you know, they're, they're desperate to find some connection. And yet they're like, how can this person do this? He sits in front of the television all day. Well, let's, I, this is my, one of my slogans, see what happens. Let's just try it. Try it once, try it again. Um, so there was that, uh, you know, the people that were most receptive were the people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. And so, that's really the point, though, because you don't have to convince people, right, that they are really drawn to something and they have a sense. I don't know what you want to call it, but they have a sense that there's something, there's some enjoyment, there's something that they're going to get out of it. There's absolutely something they're going to get out of and it. And that, that something comes from a physical, innate ability in our brain, in the creative center that we have to express ourselves. And if it's not blocked, then you can unblock it. And I think uh, we all have this. And when a caregiver or care partner um, is reluctant for themselves to think that they could even do that, then it, it's reflected. So I work with a lot of caregivers as, as well to say, let's open this up in you. Let's try it. There are really no wrong answers. Let's see what happens. And then they have... the and the book explains how to do that also it gives them a greater ability to be open to that for the person they're caring for and then they get joy out of it too they yeah. have a lot to do a exactly lot to do. 
Exactly. But this is this this is a moment where there's not those challenging routines where you can just be in the moment in the common ground of art and let it happen. And no right, no wrong, no judgment. You just are there. And that is very different than growing up. I mean, there's a quote on in your book, and I want to take a moment and let everybody know. First of all, Mary, thank you for joining me here today. How do they get a copy of the book? And also, let's give out the websites that you have so that people during this show could take a look as we're talking and have a way to get the book. What is the, what is the best way for people Absolutely. to do that? Um, besides in a personal appearance when I'm there and I can sign it and give it to you, um, it's I can get it through Amazon.com. Just Google Mary Crescenzo, the Planet Alzheimer's Guide. We can Google that to get there. But on Amazon, just Mary Crescenzo at Mary Crescenzo, Amazon.com. And the second question was, was another Webs- uh, well your websites because you oh, have website. just one you like have websites that people can go to and really look at this and think, you know take a look at your work what you're doing and how to get engaged absolutely so the best thing at this point is uh com and it's c-r-e-s-c-e-n-z-o not like the musical term d-o which means to grow <laughs> louder um <laughs> And so, uh, which I try to do when I can, and uh, that's how you can find me. And you can email me directly through the website. There's a contact page, and I'm happy to answer any question, any question that you have. Uh, Benny and Jacob, I would like to take a short break, but before we go to break, I want to I want to read the, this quote <clears throat> that opens your book, because if there was, if you, if people can't take anything else we talk about, I hope they take this in. And the quote is, don't miss out on the beauty of a spirit not gone. Don't miss out on the beauty of a spirit not gone. Benny Jacob, let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with Mary. Tune into the Life Strategy Show with your life strategy mentor, Lolita Smith, and say yes to bringing prosperity and success to your future right here and right now. Life is a picture of your mind, and Lolita is here to help you imagine it. Say goodbye to the strings of the past that have been holding you back for far too long. Rise up with Lolita and say yes to the solutions, prosperity, and unlimited possibility. Visit LifeStrategyMentor.com. That's LifeStrategyMentor.com. Are you looking for a way to break old habits that are holding you back from reaching your true potential and living the life you deserve? Well, look no further than Dr. Loretta Billups. She is a clinician and a relationship and mental health coach that will assist you with reaching your purpose. She will hold you accountable so that your desires are now a reality. Connect with Dr. B at cultivatingyourlife.com and find your path today. That's cultivatingyourlife.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio. Exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. 
Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Do you find that your world is filled with chaos that's always trying to bring you down? What if I told you that your goal should not be to get rid of that chaos, but to harness it and become your higher self with it? I'm Gina Libido, your transformational coach, and I'm here to guide you on your ascension journey and soul awakening. Learn to anchor cosmic Christ light during my one-on-one and group sessions. To find out more, go to soulinspired.org. That's soul-inspired.org. And be in body, in power, and in soul. Tune in to Knowledge Book Radio with host Marge Patasek, the fourth Tuesday each month at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the golden age that provides truth and answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you monthly on TransformationTalkRadio.com on Knowledge Book Radio. For more information, visit USA.TheKnowledgeBook.net. Thank you, Benny. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I just want to say, Benny, we have a copy of Mary's book to give out. Uh, but I want to just say before we now talk about the book and talk about that quote. Um, um, and hallelujah for really talking about this and COVID right out of the gate in your book, right? I mean, thank you for doing that. But I want to mention again, your websites and how do people actually get a copy of your book? If you could just tell folks before we get rolling here. Okay, thank you. Um, you can get my book on Amazon.com and just go to Amazon, put my name in, Mary Crescenzo, and the name of the book, the, the beginning title, The Planet Alzheimer's Guide. Um, and hopefully I can get to meet you in person one day and I can get a book to you that way as well or sign the book that you have. Um, and the website is the HTTPS, you know, the yeah. slash, slash, slash. Uh, www.marycrescenzo.com. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, y'all just Google it. You can just yeah, Google just Planet Google Alzheimer. I want to talk about the quote and then lead right into the book. Um, I read the quote. I didn't read where I didn't read where the quote came from, but I wanted you to talk about it because when I I just got to that place and I just started to cry before I even read the book, and you had a moment to tell yes. us who that quote was from and tell us. The, the underpinnings of how that quote has guided you to step forward here and what we're about to talk about. Okay. Um, my mentor, who I, I mentioned when I met him in Tulsa, he was a fellow community artist. His name is Mel Lee. And he, when we first had our first a meeting assessment after he trained me and I worked with some people, this is the quote that he said to me. And it just hit me. It still hits me to the core because um, don't miss out on the beauty of a spirit not gone. That applies to anyone, but especially in Alzheimer's because you cannot really see that spirit unless you go person connected one-on-one in the moment. And uh, it has guided me through this. And you mentioned COVID. I actually wrote this book during COVID 
because I, I've always wanted to write it. And now I had no excuse. I'm home. I can't go anywhere. And I thought, you need to share this with others because you can't be in a million places any, with all these people. But you want people to be able to do what you do. And that was the impetus of that. But that quote always hits me because it's so very true. It is. And it really talks to the real sadness that people have when they watch their loved ones. And thank you for opening up the book and really showing, you know, really the commonalities between what people went through in COVID, but even more importantly, what people went through with family members and friends that were either in a, a place that was caring for them with Alzheimer's or, and couldn't get to them and couldn't see them. I mean, we can't forget those moments, right? We can't right. forget those times. So I thank you for really putting that in here. Thank um, you. I, I want to just say that when I speak to people, uh, just in general, a lot of people whose family members have passed say, I wish I had this book when yeah. my loved one was alive. And so it's here for anyone who wants, wants to open their hearts to it. Yeah. And the reason I, I'm really excited to really, you know, really dive deeper into the book is because there's so many families and people that just throw the towel in when they hear the word Alzheimer's. You know, once upon a time, it was the word cancer. Nobody wanted to hear the word cancer, breast cancer, especially. Um, but now we're in a whole different realm. You know, we're in a realm where there is a battle going on and people feel not enough is being done. We don't have enough real-time practical solutions. I am helpless, and so therefore I am hopeless. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about this because this book, thank you, planet, love it, good, gave it its own planet, really good idea to do that. But let's talk about this because your words in here, I love this little phrase, art in unlikely places, art in unlikely places. That is a powerful statement. The unlikely places are places where, A, we don't expect people to even appreciate it. B, we don't expect any change from it. And C, we're very critical of the art that people bring forward, mm -hmm. even if it's a little odd. But tell us now how you've taken that phrase and bring it forward in the book and what you're calling people to understand. Okay. Well, that is a phrase that's been with me for a long time. Again, looking beyond uh, just art as people might think it is, and also who would like it or who can do it. Um, so in the book, there are eight chapters that point to eight different ways that arts can be used, whether it's painting or drawing, music, movement, uh, storytelling, also going to museums, even virtually looking through art books. Um, engaging with family members, bringing family members and especially children, they just open up to this and they don't ask questions, they don't judge, and they can even guide us in the art experience. Um, also, let the support staff know what you're doing. Don't be intimidated by that. You're part of the team, the care team. And when you show them what can happen through music or painting, um, they're going to respect that and they're, you're going to be teaching them about what art can do. And then also displaying the artwork. Uh, put, up, put it up in your family's home. Put it up in their room if they're in a facility. It celebrates them. It celebrates their art and their individuality. It's a legacy of who, who they are. So um, 
I think that's what your your question is. is yeah, it is because there is something really important to overcome. And that is, I'm not an artist. I mean, I, I don't even want to say anything other than that. Um, how many of us have said that? Now, those of you that can relate to this, for me and Mary, for you, you know, growing up, what was our outlet? For me, I could draw any comic book. I lived in the comic book. So let me just be very clear about that. I lived in the comic books at a very, very young age. Uh, I went to see the kind of movies that most people don't go to see. They're scary, they're adventurous, they're futuristic, still do it to this day. And then your family doesn't understand you. And then the first time you sit down and put, a, put pen to paper to draw something and it's abstract, unless you get a teacher like I did, Amy Sarrow, uh, they wanna send you to therapy. But this book is not about how good your art is. And I don't know if, I mean, I rarely do the show um, in this room. I happen to be doing a show here. I've got something really important to do here. Uh, this is one of my studio rooms in my house. Uh, I'm only showing you one wall that's covered with art, of an art that is energetically pleasing to me. Not necessarily my favorite art, but it is so pleasing to me what's on the art. If you looked around the rest of my room, you'll see a street painting from a couple of guys in San Francisco on that wall. Uh, you'll see my print on this wall. Um, when people come in this room, except for Linda, they're like, you got a little teeny room and it there's no wall space. <laughs> my house is full of art. Now I wanna ask you this question. There are gonna be people that don't understand the importance of this and not just paintings. I wanna talk about the rest of the arts. Okay. Because sometimes we say, you know what? I had a parent say, I, I had a child say this to me, a, 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 a son. I said, you know, I, I could teach your mom how to play ping pong. I said, they're willing to get a table here and they say, my mom's got dementia. My mom cannot play ping pong. And I said, you know, if you just give me a few minutes, can we see what your mom can do? Nope, I'm not gonna let my mom play ping pong. Now, this is the greatest challenge we have. Why are you letting my parents, my sister, draw ridiculously. Come on, let's talk about all of the arts and how each one of them is important. And especially for people that are the caretakers so that they can get rid of their objections before they even see the outcome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, that, is a, that is a problem of uh, people or challenge. People will say, oh, no, they can't do this. They've never done this in their life. They've never painted. They've never done. Well, this is another life. This is the life that they're living now. And let's give them a chance. Let's try. Let's try it. You know, and you don't want to be pushy, but I hope that the book is not pushy. And what I think it is, is it's a gentle guidance. Um, and people, I'm sure, are if you're listening now and you're saying, oh, well, yeah, you, you know art, so it's easy for you, but I've never done this. Well, the book has step-by-step -step yes. ways in each of those sections that I mentioned. And at the end of the book, I felt it was important to put do's and don'ts. And they are practical, accessible things that say, if it, it sets you up for success. 
because it's like, here are the do's, try these things in your, in the circumstance of Alzheimer's and other dementias, this will help them to, to succeed and will help you to understand why it will. And then there's don'ts, like, for example, if you're painting and we will talk, I will talk about the other arts, um, don't put out a cup for water that looks like a drinking cup, get a coffee can or because they might drink the water. Yeah. Or a plate for the paint, use a square paint. They might think it's food. And yeah. once you get, once you set them up for success, you yeah. set yourself up for uh, success and positivity. And yes, singing. Everyone loves music. Whether you think you can sing or not, and you can sing, just sing, even if it's in the shower. It really makes you feel good. It feels good. It feels good. Um and so with singing, there's got to be an era in your loved one's life where music was very important to them and continues to be. But remember those days in high school and in when, when they got married or when they were adults and who was popular, the Beatles or whoever, whomever. Um, play that music when you see them. Say, we're going to listen to some music. Be yeah. positive and excited. Even though your heart is breaking inside, flip that into the the potential for joy in the moment. When you put that music on, they are going to react. That part of the brain is still active. The creative part of the brain still is active. The emotional part of the brain is still intact and active. And so if they don't know their own name, it doesn't matter. They know this music, it's deep in their bones. So play that music maybe move to that music. Now I'm not telling you to get up and go dance because they could fall. So, you know, in, even in their chairs or sit up with them and sway and listen and say, you know, what do you think about this song? Open-ended questions. By the way, if you get an answer that doesn't make any sense to you, that is not your business. The business is to hear what these people that you love say and respond to them. Don't say, uh, no, that's not true. No, that person is not that person. Just say, start talking. And when you look at art books, you go to museums in person or virtually, you can say, what is that person doing on, in that picture? And you will get conversation you never thought that you would, whether it's abstract conversation or conversation that sparks memories through art. And that happens as well. So what about the other arts? Poetry. Um, you know, when we were younger in school, we had to memorize poems. They don't really do that much anymore. But you can read a poem that, that's a common poem or one that you think you remember that they liked. You know these people better than anyone else. Now it's time to get to know them as they are now. And you go to where they are. I have said from the beginning, Alzheimer's is a dance. They lead, we follow. Yeah. And so um, any of the other art storytelling, oh, that's great. Take out a photograph of a family member or of something that has nothing to do with your family and say, again, yes. oh, who's this? What are they doing? Do you like this? What, what about this color? I know this sounds strange, but isn't it better than just sitting there for two hours and not saying anything? Yeah. There's, there's connection and, and, and communication art can take you there. The art of talking, the art of conversation, the art of ping pong. 
you know, this is really an important part. We're going to take a break and come back. But here's the thing that I think is another misconception. We could probably write a book on the 12 greatest misconceptions about Alzheimer's. We have this idea that just because somebody is acting in a way or has, you know, the memory is not as sharp as it used to be. There is an aspect of that that says they can't imagine people, people, people like, oh, that's my mom. That's my dad, sister, brother, whatever it is. Oh, they've lost all ability to imagine. And that's not my experience. I mean, you can take a random piece of art or something they've done and talk story about it. The problem is we got to get over ourselves. We, we, the people that are engaging, we have to get over ourselves. Even if there's a piece of art that we don't think looks like an apple, it is an apple to that person. And we have to be willing to have an open mind to engage in that. And, you know, let's talk about music and other forms when we come back, because we have this understanding, if you can't play jingle bells the exactly perfect way, then it's not rewarding to them. And we just have to get past all of our own biases around this and, and understand we are the people engaging. We're not the engager. And so it is not the same world. Those of us that are a little bit different, and Jacob will tell you this, there are some things that I am a little fanatical about. Symmetry. During the break, I'm going to show you this piece of art on my wall. Symmetry. So I will notice things that are off in a video that most people won't. Like I'm noticing it about my frame, but I'm okay for it where I am today. But I will notice things that are not symmetrical. I will notice things that are not in threes. It's a fascinating world. But thank goodness I had a stepmom that said to my dad, don't worry about what she is doing or not doing. She likes to put her potatoes in groups of three, leave her alone. My dad would come over to my plate and knock my potatoes over. That's why I was in therapy for so long. Mary, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dig down. And we're going to talk about, does it really, what about stress release? And for both people, why should you try it? What can you share? And I want to say to everybody, we're going to give you the websites again. I want you to pass this forward and pay it forward. Trust me, the world we're living in now, it used to be one out of every 500 people even knew the word. It doesn't matter how you pronounce Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. It doesn't matter what you say, what you call it, if you can't spell it. In the world we live in today, plays are being written about it. Uh, movies are being made about it. And yet we are just so afraid of it. When we come back, Mary's going to demystify it for all of us. Benny, Jacob, let's take a short break. Do you question what an authentic life really looks like? Tune in to The Alley Effect with Allison Blythe, authentically living life your way. Every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where Allison Blythe brings you tools, resources, and actionable steps toward your very best life. Take responsibility for your own happiness. For more about Allison, visit Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, Blythe, B-L-Y-T-H-E dot com. Are you looking for a way to break old habits that are holding you back from reaching your true potential and living the life you deserve? Well, look no further than Dr. Loretta Billups. She is a clinician and a relationship and mental health coach that will assist you with reaching your purpose. 
She will hold you accountable so that your desires are now a reality. Connect with Dr. B at cultivatingyourlife.com and find your path today. That's cultivatingyourlife.com. You are a brilliantly self-aware woman with a big heart and a cycle of dissatisfying relationships. Maybe you're drawn to a man who lights a fire in you but leaves you feeling amiss. Does that sound about right? My name is Love Coach Mariah and I help women navigate the rough waters of rocky relationship from push and pull to peace of mind. Learn more at lovecoachmariya.com. The first call is on me. Do you find that your world is filled with chaos that's always trying to bring you down? What if I told you that your goal should not be to get rid of that chaos, but to harness it and become your higher self with it? I'm Gina Libido, your transformational coach, and I'm here to guide you on your ascension journey and soul awakening. Learn to anchor cosmic Christ light during my one-on-one and group sessions. To find out more, go to soulinspired.org. That's soul-inspired.org. And be in body, in power, and in soul. Heaven on Earth, your online school of divinity, building your inner coach as you lay down your foundation in the new earth with you as the authority. Take action now. The number one challenge people face every day is the negative voice in their head. We work each day to turn negatives into positives. It's all a matter of perception. Our challenge at this time is to remain intensely positive and focused, creating the world we wish to live in. Wake up on purpose with Cornelia's daily online positive messages guiding us in the new paradigm. Raise yourself into happiness and inner peace daily. Elevate your personal frequency free from negativity and reprogram yourself step by step, shifting your energy patterns with positive repetition, daily building your new earth with someone you trust. All the heavy lifting has been done for you. Wake up happy with Cornelia Stephanie VIP.com. Try free for seven days now. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We're going to take a moment. We're going to go right to the phones. We have a caller. Before we do that, uh, Mary, one more time, please tell people how they can get a copy of the book. Um, Also, please, how they can find out more about you and your work. And then Benny will go right to the phones. Okay. Available on Amazon. Um, Just Google me and you'll, you'll find it. Or when you go to Amazon, just put in Mary Crescenzo, the Planet Alzheimer's Guide, or one of those two things, and it will come up. And the other one was what? Oh, the website, the website, americrescenzo.com. There's a contact page. You can go to the book or anything else about me, and I will respond. I look forward to your questions. Thank you. Hey, Benny, who do we have? Let's bring on our fabulous listener. Yeah, we have Charlene calling from Canada. Charlene, welcome to the show. Hi, Charlene. Thank you. Hey there. How can we help you? Um. It's not so much help. It's it's more gratitude and appreciation towards both you and Mary. Dr. Pat, thank you for having Mary on the show. And Mary, thank you very much for writing this book. My um, stepmother, rest her soul, had Alzheimer's, and my father was a professional piano player, and she always responded to the music. Um, <clears throat> my daughter is a caretaker, and... Uh, I'm going to use this book uh, to help my daughter. Like, I'm going to read it first and then pass it on to her because she's a care aide. And uh, then we can circulate the book up here in Canada because it's much needed, very needed. And and I'm very thankful for this book. 
Thank Charlene, you so much. thank you so much because you really landed on something really important that Mary uh, touched upon earlier is that while this is one of the most common terms we are hearing now, we are not talking about it enough in terms of solutions like the ones, Mary. And, you know, Charlene, please thank you so much for all of your support in that arena. Thank you for taking the message out on your end. For thank sure. you for calling. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, wow. ladies. Have thank you, Charlene. Yeah. Wow. Right. I mean, I mean, I we have a number a number of listeners in Canada, and you know, they out of the gate are talking about it's much needed, but it's much needed everywhere, isn't it? And yes. let's talk about some of the things in the guides in the guide that that people should really know. Okay, well, um, when you approach an art, even if you you're even a piano, if there's a piano in the space, let the person play on it, touch it. Just the sound, the vibration. These are all stimulations. These are all relaxation techniques. Um, we were talking earlier about stress and how to deal with that. I know that it's hard, but when I come into a setting, I don't know this person in their other life. So it's it's easier for me. And as a professional, I have to be objective, et cetera. But when you have a family member and you have memories of so much, and those are not appearing, it's painful. But let's flip that over to trying some trying any of these techniques for art and see see what happens. Um, yeah, there was something else you had. Asked. Well, I want to talk about the, the, the play for a oh, minute okay. because the play ties right into this. I mean, you didn't just write a book. You're not just writing a book. You're not just speaking. You're not just out there teaching. You know, somehow in all of that, you wrote a play, Planet A. And, you know, what a beautiful way to help people understand. So what you're doing is you're practicing what you wrote in the book. You're taking a topic and you're putting it in multiple forms for different people that learn different exactly. ways. Exactly. Right. And I'll tell you where the play came from. It came yeah. actually was before the book. I was feeling in some ways as the way care partners, caregivers felt. I would come home in the beginning and I would drive home and I'd be crying all the way home. And I would be overwhelmed by the amazing art that was being made, but also by the sadness in the space. And I thought, how am I going to get this out? How am I going to get it out of me so I can move on till the next day? And I just started writing persona poems, poems in the voice of the people that I saw. And I used a little imagination, but I also listened to the words they told me and I created voices for them. And so the play evolved into monologue based, although there's one character, Pauline, that travels through as a thread. But people get, these people get up and speak as what I believe they're thinking they may be thinking inside. Then it expanded to children of these people workers who work with them, the good, the bad, and the ugly of this disease, by the way, um, a husband, a wife, and they got to speak their mind in ways that they might never speak because they wouldn't want their person to hear, their person, their loved one to hear them, yeah. or they were, these are secrets that they held. And it's very cathartic. It was cathartic for me to write it. And for people in the audience, uh, people are, it's intense, but it's positive. It's a positive message. And people crying in the audience. And the first happened, I, when I first went on stage in New York, I said, I need to do something to tie this up in the end. So I always bring a person from one of the Alzheimer's professional associations, and there are several, to come and do a Q&A after. 
so people can really talk and in a safe place. Stress, let me talk about that. You mentioned that. How do you get rid of that stress? How do you deal with that stress? If you're a caregiver, my chapter eight talks about creative writing for caregivers. It's the most accessible art. Anybody can do this. Just need a pencil, pad, a computer. And just give yourself five minutes a day. I know you don't have a lot of time. You have a lot to do. Five minutes, just write, write whatever comes to mind. There's no judgment. No one has to see this. Just write what's on your mind and how in your heart. You'll be surprised how you take, I'm taking a deep breath just thinking about it, how you'll take a deep breath and just, you'll come back to what you want to do this because you have a place to take those emotions and place them somewhere where it's safe. And so not just, art doesn't just give relaxation, stimulation and revelation and rejuvenation to the person you're working with. It will do it for you. And in your writing, you will find solace and a way to express how you feel. Yeah. I love that you put imagery in the book. I love that you did this. I, 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 I forgot to mention it earlier, but I want to talk to it for a minute. When you say step-by-step, step, this really is an amazing step-by-step step guide. I mean, you walk people through and say, this started as a piece of paper with a circle, and you explain to us what it is. And then you talk, walk us through after the drawing is done, and you ask, who is it? And the, and the, the painter says, that's my mom. And, you know, you explain to us, how do you begin the session? How do you end the session? What do you do? But without the imagery in this book, people would not understand or get what you and I are talking about when we say keep an open mind. They just wouldn't get it. Mm -hmm. But as I went through this, I mean, my eyes filled up because we're watching people that so many have given up on come forward highly creatively, know exactly what they're doing and are able to talk about it, are able to describe it. And they're smiling in these pictures. Thank you for that. And Charlene, I don't know if you knew that, but when you get the book, it really is step-by-step step for your daughter that she can literally look at this and go through. And if people want to work with you about this, Mary, too, because there are people like Charlene who has a daughter that is working in this arena, they may not know where to start or how to do that. Is that something, you know, is there a resource for them? Are you the resource for those people to say, where do I begin with this? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the book is the starting off point. Yes. You may have questions. I do um, speak at conferences and community centers. Um, I do do consultations individually and even with uh, administrators to explain like how it works and why it works. And you're right about the photographs. There are over 40 photographs in this book and some of them are older. So they're, they're a little grainy, but you still get the point. You see people engaging in art, interacting in art. And you're right, the smiles on their faces. Um, there's a story about the woman with the gray hair. This was, that place was in um, Dobbs Ferry in New York. And she's holding up this, this painting. And I said, what is that? And she said, people at a table. And that's exactly where what we were, people at a table. And yet um, this person had a horrible experience there. I heard it through the door. The aide was yelling and she says, don't hit me. And I'm like, what's going on? I couldn't open the door. And that was so painful to me. Of course, I, I reported it. Um, 
I have worked at some amazing facilities where they get it, they get it, they understand. That facility, unfortunately, actually that was not Dobbs Ferry, that was uh, Croton on Hudson. Um, guess what? I got fired the next day because I opened up something that they didn't want to yeah. talk about. Yeah, yeah. You but, and I um, have both been in that situation because when you experience that atrocity, and oh my gosh, Linda is one of our producers. If there's, for those of us that have been different throughout our whole lives, when we see what happens to other different people or other people, period, that are treated badly, seriously, you almost have to get out of our way. Um, but it does happen. I want to just say this last thing. I know we've got a couple of minutes left. I was really struck by the one picture with children painting and engaging with the women that had, yeah. I was so struck by that. You it see, this is the world of possibility, isn't it, Mary? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It was that the kids were there because their mother worked at the facility and it was a day off from, from school. Mm. And I just, they were sitting there. I said, come on, you want to come paint? Mm. They sat at this table. They didn't ask questions. They didn't ask who these people were. They all just smiled at each other and, and they influenced each other in a positive way. You see somebody else doing something, you might want to do it. If you're all staring at the television, that's what you're going to do. And that is unfair. And so art can make a difference. Trust me, trust me, be patient with it. If it doesn't work the first time, it's okay. You don't have to get the fanciest tools. Just go step-by-step, step. trust me through the book and um, contact me again if you have yeah. any questions. Yeah, and I just wanna to say to everybody out there, if you have family members that are either in uh, some kind of assisted living or something, you can go to the facility and give the management of the facility this book um mary thank you for today uh, please again uh, let people know how they can get the book how they can find out you and also i'd love to know your personal message what you want to leave us with today okay also i want to say that this works in various stages of alzheimer's oh yes That's important um marycrescenzo.com is my website you can find my book the planet alzheimer's guide on amazon uh, just put my name in or the name of the book. Um, my personal message. What have I learned? Um, I've learned that all we have is the present. I've learned that there is a creative spirit in each of us. Um, and I know even if a person doesn't know their name, they can sing, dance, uh, smile, uh, look at you and interact, even if it doesn't seem to make sense to you. Um, and just follow their lead follow the love even though at times they might be ornery or we all get that right yeah no kidding just meet in the common ground of art and see what happens mary thank you so much for all that you do thank you thank you for your show dr pat and for having me i want to thank our audience thank you so much charlene thank you for calling in thank you for charlene being a community advocate I want to thank Benny for doing what Benny does and Jacob for doing what he does because it does take a village to bring powerful stories like this, to bring Mary out in the world, to bring all of you out in the world, and to be of service. Please pay this forward. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. 